0: Hi, my name's Rob Pine. I am the champion of the underdog. Thank you for coming to my new podcast, which you will hear regularly. I'll be talking to my friends, Anthony Meek, and anyone else who listens about all this shit that is going down. It is great to have you back, truth seekers. Um, Today I'm doing a progressive reading. The title is How the Rich Are Burning Our Future. And this is by a good friend of mine, Peter Boyle from the Socialist Alliance. So, um, yeah, I'll read Peter's article to you now. Annual global carbon emissions grew by 60% between 1990 and 2015, approximately doubling total global cumulative emissions in 25 years and catapulting the world towards catastrophic climate change. According to a report by Stockholm Environment Institute released by Oxfam on September 21, the consumption of the world's richest 10% accounts for 46% of that rise in emissions. The world's poorest 50%, an average 3.1 billion people between 1990 and 2015, account for just 6% of those carbon emissions. The richest 1%, 63 million people, contributed three times more towards the increase than the poorest half of the world's population. These numbers are shocking, but they still underestimate how much and how fast the rich are exhausting the global carbon budget, a budget the world needs to have more than 50% chance of avoiding 1.5 degrees Celsius rise in temperature above pre-industrial levels. This is because the calculations are based on household consumption. Only a small proportion of the incomes of the rich go in household spending. Most is used as capital which is the power to force other people to work to increase the wealth of the rich. That capital wields wields its power through the biggest and most powerful corporations. Just 100 account for 71 percent of global greenhouse gas emissions. On top of this Some of these companies have been funding climate denialist groups and politicians in a bid to block serious action to address the climate emergency. Just as the tobacco industry tried to cast doubt on the proven dangers of smoking, ExxonMobil has been exposed running a campaign of deception to undermine the science supporting global warming. BBC reporter Phoebe Keane said on September 19 that a former Exxon-employed research scientist Martin Hoffert had blown the whistle on the big oil company's deliberate attempts to hide its responsibility for global warming after he had shown his manager's modelling about how burning fossil fuels causes global warming. But this isn't just about Exxon's past actions. In the same year as the Levine presentation, 1989, Many energy companies and fossil fuel dependent industries came together to form the Global Climate Coalition, which aggressively lobbied US politicians and media. Then in 1991, the trade body that represents electrical companies in the US, the Edison Electric Institute, created a campaign called the Information Council for the Environment, ICE, which aimed to Reposition global warming as theory, not fact. Some details on this campaign were leaked to the New York Times. Keane added that the ICE campaign targeted older, less educated males from larger households who are not typically information seekers and young, low-income women who could be targeted with bespoke adverts that would liken those who talk about climate change to a hysterical, doomsaying cartoon chicken. There is no hiding the cynicism and cruel disdain for the poor of these nasty corporate manipulators. They want to reinforce ignorance in the exploited to keep the exploiters on top. But in the end, even they are just minions for the rich who risk burning up the future just to keep corporate profits rolling in. In a joint investigation by Unearthed and HuffPost, they tracked Shell and BP's hidden support for at least eight trade organisations lobbying against climate measures in the United States and Australia. This casts doubt on the public commitment made by the two companies earlier this year to increase corporate transparency and to help bring planet heating emissions to net zero over the next few decades. In the United States, both Shell and BP support groups such as the Alliance of Western Energy Consumers, which crusaded against Oregon's effort to put a price on carbon emissions. And the Texas Oil and Gas Association, a trade group in the nation's top oil-producing state, battling rules to restrict output of methane, a superheating greenhouse gas, Huff Post said. In Australia, the two giants backed the Australian Petroleum Production and Exploration Association and the Business Council of Australia, two groups fighting to undercut the country's contribution to the Paris Climate Accords. Shell, meanwhile, quietly held its seat on the Queensland Resource Council, a key advocate of building the world's largest coal mine. The future is literally toast if profit-driven corporations and the world's rich continue to run the world. If you agree, help Green Left build and promote movements for systems change. Become a supporter and get connected with other activists. Consider making a donation to our fighting fund to help us keep doing this important work. I certainly have done this, listeners, and if you would like to, please go to greenleft.org.au That's greenleft.org.au And um, just in conclusion, I thank Peter Boyle. Uh, He's a good friend and a great socialist, uh, a great worker for Socialist Alliance, and I thank him for that article. And I ask you all to please consider supporting uh, Green Left as your source of information and to help educate the working class. Thank you so much, comrades. Bye for now.